0: Hey, Melody. Hey,
1: Peter.
0: What's up, Drew? Hey. Welcome to How College Works. So, today we're going to work it. Oh, no. no, we're going to have Melody tell us about students <laughs> and how they need to. Well, we can also talk as well. But we're going to talk about student employment work study because stuff gets kind of real if you're not paying attention. Well, even if you are paying attention, it can, it can actually become. Yeah. Well, if no you're. In-
2: yeah, if you're not used to it, then it can get exciting. Huh? Yeah, well, I was
0: talking, we were bringing this up uh, beforehand, and I was thinking about, oh, yeah, when I was in high school, and like I had very few actual job jobs when I was in high school. I had plenty of stuff which was kind of you know, on the side or do you want to work some this weekend for something, but not like contract. Does that make
1: sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah, where you had a schedule and you had to show up.
0: Right, yeah, that wasn't that wasn't my my experience in high school. You know, work for the stage crew, which is through the school, which you should show up. Failing to show up doesn't really endear you to the people running running the shows and stuff. Um, and
2: there are, I mean, there are some students who are in high school, junior, senior year, whatever, getting a work permit and going and doing, having to fill out their I nine and their W four and all those things. And, yeah. but, you not know, yeah. understanding those things but many of us didn't or we did it like my first job with a paycheck like that with where they took taxes out was mm. after graduation and the summer before college so at least i had a smidge of it before college i guess couple was more. that the ice cream shop yeah yeah <laughs> nice. nice
0: i don't remember ever going to there while only you worked there i was too busy I was Too busy <laughs> yeah.
1: doing your non-summer job
0: exactly exactly correct you know my wife worked taco bell in high school so she made money to you know buy her clothes and, and stuff because her parents gas money gas gas money because she had a license and drove a car
1: right
0: uh expense i didn't have as a, as a high
1: schooler yeah yeah i worked well, at I, sonic as a car hop like well really? i worked there for a long time but i started when i was 16 um, like right away my dad was like go apply for jobs i was like okay but it was for that reason like because he didn't want to have to give me gas money to drive back and forth and he was kind of tired of i don't know paying for stuff
0: yeah. <laughs> so i for me if i was coming in and i did have a student job i worked i think i've said this on the podcast i worked at the at last last episode actually i worked at the interlibrary loan
1: yeah. for a
0: medical library and i made photocopies that's what I remember doing. I'm sure there's other stuff I did. I remember wondering the deep portions of the the stacks, like going down to like just pull off a medical journal from 1755, you know, kind of look at this super old book. Um, But before that, I really didn't have a lot of experience with like a legit job. And that one didn't feel so much like a legit job, even though I did it, you know. So I could understand if I – coming in and having a work-study, let's say, and being all like, yeah, it's just kind of a thing I do. You know, it's kind of it's kind of chill, loose. So well, Melody, you actually hire work-study people. How chill and loose is work-study? Not. Oh, okay.
1: <laughs> on, I mean, for me at least. Um, and I think there are different kinds of jobs on campus that might have more flexibility than what the Writing Center has. But I just wanted to back up a little bit and kind of frame what work study is or means because I don't know that we've talked about it before. Um, So, like, for me, work study was part of my, like, financial package. And so typically the state or the federal government supports students. Um, And so instead of giving you, like, a grant or, like, a scholarship, they're like, okay, hey, we're going to give you this money, but you have to work for it. Um, Right. I do see it as part of a, like an award uh, for my students. And I'm like, Hey, this money is there. It's yours. If you want to work for it, let's try to get every dollar we can out of it. Um, right. Cause I do see that as money that was given to them. They just have to do a little work to get it.
2: As, yeah, I, go is ahead. It, Drew. Uh, is it that your group or organization whoever's like, I don't know, paying their, or, or uh, gathering the hours, I suppose is Paying the student and then, and then submitting that to the federal or state and getting reimbursed? Is that? Yeah, how- I don't know
1: about that. <laughs> so I'm not really sure how it works. I think, um, the, I think the state just sends the school the money because the paychecks go, like the students get paychecks from the school, but I would assume that we wouldn't have that much money just to front because there's like quite a bit of money wrapped up in it. Mm-hmm. And the state pays, at least here in Colorado, 100%. So oh, if I okay. hire a state work-study student, then I don't have to, to like add anything to it. It is 100% funded. If I hire a federal, I they cover up to 75%, and I have to front the 25% uh, out of that, my budget.
0: That matches with what I remember hearing while I was in work-study college, which was something like 50%, is that yeah. whatever the hourly wage was, Whoever I was working for only had to pay half of that, which is why you, or in your case, a quarter of that, right. which is why you want student workers.
1: Yeah, because so they're a, super cheap. It's a benefit cheap. for the college and for anybody who can like hire these students because we're not out the full amounts. Like, it's not part of like my employment budget for the writing center. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't have to worry about that. That's covered, and so these students are actually like they're really good assets for me in <laughs> many ways because I can get more tutors but not have to lose more of my budget on employment. But um, right. you can spend, like I can easily spend $30,000 a year just employing students, like that's like nothing. Um, mm-hmm. So I have to be like pretty judicious with that money.
0: So mm-hmm. you, you really wanna preferentially hire students that are work-study mm-hmm. students, whether they be state or federal, just because yeah. you can get much more workers for your dollar.
1: Right. And that's kind of, I do understand that for students who aren't awarded that money, they might feel like that's unfair. So I do try to keep money over to the side for someone who is really interested or very qualified that I could pay for. So it's not that I can't, but obviously I can get more bang for my buck, like you were saying. So I do try to lean towards work study. And we use uh, an application program here called Handshake. And one of the things is you can like say you must have work study to apply, um, and so like I can also filter applicants by that if I wanted to. Nice. yeah.
0: Drew, do you know about student workers in high school at all?
2: Uh, a smidge. I I'm not a expert. I know the guy who runs it for us. <laughs> <laughs> the
1: thing, so are they getting like class credit? Because I remember when I was in high school, like a senior. Um, like I took an elective and I worked for like the school counselor and helped her like make photocopies and organize stuff or whatever
2: Well, the, our work-study is um, It is funded by some grant money and I don't remember I don't know if it's state or federal and it's not uh, Yeah, you can't be like an office TA and get that it, you do get course credits and they count in one particular area and um, Honestly, I think if it was my student, I would advise against it <laughs> uh, for, you know, but, uh, you know, students who do, I know students who have done like their work study is um, at like an auto shop or uh, EMT or that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But that, but there are people who do, like I know one student now who's a uh, senior and she's doing work study at um, in and out
1: mm-hmm.
2: So she... Uh, basically yeah gets done at uh end of fourth period and fifth and sixth period is on her schedule as work study so she's getting two credits for that and she has to you know leave school early drive over to in and out and do whatever her shift is and uh and the work permit like she has to keep her it's on her to keep her work permit you know up which which whatever the requirements are for that i think it's a 2.0 and the, the business you work for applies for it. And again, they're so in and out is not funding a hundred percent of her paycheck. Some yeah. of it coming from the grant money from us. So it, it and you know, if in and out or whatever business, I keep saying their name <laughs> is loving it because they're paying half or whatever the proportion is and they're getting a, a, somebody who's on boarded and, and maybe if they're a quality worker, they're able to um, bring that person back.
1: Yeah. Right. Hmm, I guess I didn't
0: even realize that was a thing in high school. What I, was, yeah, what I was thinking of was like the office workers or the like yeah. student who's like, you know, being a runner or working in the library, which my impression, based on what little I remember from high school oh so many years ago, mm-hmm. was you know, much more flexible, right? Mm-hmm. There could be consequences, but you got to push a lot harder, I guess, at the boundaries before consequences come down. Because you're a definition
2: minor definition, yeah. which you mean, like you're, you're describing an office TA um, and that person does not get paid and that you know Yeah, there's credits for that, but it's elective credit So that's not yeah. going on your transcript towards anything like if you're college-bound I, You know now you have one more elective like that's a, again. I my students I counseled against TAs. There's some students where that's a, a good choice, especially for senior year or they've got you know required courses that have to be finished or or stuff that they failed freshman year that has to be finished and like let's not pile on uh, yet more classes that are challenging so a TA allows you to have a kind of a uh, almost like a study hall session if you've got the right t- teacher as their as their advisor but yeah. like yeah that's not work study yeah. right
0: right well even so, if you are as a sorry Melody, real quick even if you're working work have you having a serious amount of work there's no homework associated with it so you have time in the rest of your day where you wouldn't be having to deal with the homework for fifth period where now you're finishing up those requirements that you were missing from the year before or whatever it is
2: yeah you still have to fit your schedule around as a high school student i mean the the person i'm thinking of is active in sports and so they're going to their team and, and practice and having to negotiate with their worker with their with their employer about what does my schedule look like and if you're under whatever age you have to be off the clock at 10:30 and mm-hmm. whatever those whatever those laws are that the business follows and you have to still go to your coach and say hey I you know I can make all of these practices except for that one because I'm on schedule or go to your boss and request time off or whatever you do right 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 Sorry, Melody, I jumped in. It's
1: okay. Uh, I was just going to ask Drew, like, are you reluctant to advise students to do that because you think they could be doing more like college prep type stuff?
2: I think that, you know, and when I said my student, I meant my children. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think that, it, you know, and of course it's early to make that decision for them. So when, when the time comes, I may have a different decision. There, there are students that that's a really great idea for. Um, you know the student I'm thinking of. Uh, she's offered scholarships at university, like, and she's taking two periods out of her senior year to go get paid it at at a burger joint. Like, that seems like a bad call to me. But I'm not her parent. I'm not her teacher. I'm not her advisor. I just happen to know what her schedule is, and like, I wouldn't have made that same decision. But and and I'm certain that her parents probably had a discussion and worked out why that was a, a decision for her to do mm-hmm. so it's it, you know working is not a bad thing I know plenty of students and you know my wife included worked during high school did sports um, you know completed high school with diploma and went on to entrance and you know successful entrance to college and and completed and did everything fine so I, I don't have any detriment to I guess that's my personal bias against like I've got fifth and sixth period at campus of a comprehensive campus where assuming that those programs are good like we have career technical ed on these comprehensive campuses in my district where I could be in the biomed courses learning phlebotomy and get uh, uh, certificated in that on the way out of high school. We've got a auto shop on one of the other campuses that, some some kids do fifth and sixth period at the other school so they can take auto shop and get certificated in, in, you know, diesel repair or whatever they do. So, and we have a industrial trades where it's like this full on wood shop with some really, I'm jealous of the tools this guy has, um, you know, and <laughs> yes. you're learning construction trade and swinging a hammer and, you know, so that you can be the job site boss and not, just the guy that swings the hammer. So there's plenty of stuff on our comprehensive campus where you don't have to go, you could go work at at the burger joint on weekends with a work permit without uh, job experience, work experience, grant program money, or summertime. You know, there are students that need this cash because their family situation, the person I'm thinking of does not have a family situation where she needs money. So, yeah, there, there's all of those things going into it, and, um, and you know, again, that's why I'm saying pretty early for my children who are young, like, I don't think that's the direction I would go right now because, um, yeah, I see college for them, and I think that they, they need the um, comprehensive courses on campus for that, and work can be done. Like, I don't think they're going to have a challenge getting a job at a burger joint in the summertime with no, with no uh, grant money.
1: Fair.
0: So I want a two things. One phlebotomy. Yeah. That's blood draw, right? Yeah, yeah that's correct. Okay. Ooh, not for me. Two. Yeah. No. Uh, so, so we <laughs> talked about sort of the uh, uh, sort of the, kind of what that working as a high schooler kind of looks like. I don't hire college students because I don't have any kind of a program uh, that does that. But Melody, you do. I do. So is there how restrictive are your require or are there requirements on you so you're somebody who's hiring them you hire the student they come in how much of a kind of a hard ass do you have to be about you know these are the rules and and like say time because there were times when i we didn't have the word at the time used this way but i ghosted on stuff that i should have gone to uh did not reflect well on me high school but the consequences were fairly minor and i could still go and work stage crew later even though i messed up how uh, how big a deal is that for your students who you are hiring
1: well for me in my particular situation because we do appointments in the writing center i mean we do also have walk-in sessions but when they're scheduled to work oftentimes there's a writer who's scheduled to come in so they're not just ghosting me and their colleagues, they're also ghosting this person who made an appointment, who did all the right things in order to get help with their writing. And then just so happens their tutor just didn't feel like going that day. So that's the thing that cannot happen, <laughs> you know? And then while I understand that people get sick and those kinds of things, they have my my cell phone number, they're supposed to text me right away. And I try to find someone to cover that shift. It's not like it just goes like oh well don't worry we just won't shelve those books or whatever it is like there are real people standing in front of us who signed up for an appointment and someone's absence has a big effect on that person's experience in the writing center so mm. for me it's a pretty big deal like it's not the same as working in the library where there are 10 other student workers working that shift or whatever like it's and then if, if even if there are four tutors working that hour if everyone is booked then what does that student do?
0: Right, yeah, there's nobody nobody else to do that.
1: So, so I really have to impress upon the people who apply, like, the, here's what the expectations are. You're gonna sign up for specific times to work and you're gonna be there all the time, your schedule.
0: So if I sign up, like freshman, freshman year, Pete, it's like, yeah, sure, but there's a whole gathering of my friends over what we call the Kubert Mountain, So I'm going to ditch, be back tomorrow. If I do that a few times, what happens?
1: Uh, I will formally, well, I'll give you an informal verbal warning, which does have like paperwork and then a formal written warning. And then you're terminated.
0: So the third, the third time I do that, I'm, I'm done. Right. Yeah. What and, happens to, to my scholarship money?
1: Well, you lose it. Unless what? you can get someone else to hire you on campus mid-semester. I mean, there could be, but you've also been fired from a job, so.
2: Yeah, usually all of that money is contingent on you doing the requirements of keeping the job, so. Yeah,
1: yeah so you don't get the money if you don't work for it. It just goes away. It goes back what? into the pot.
2: But part. the government gave me this money, Melanie. No, 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 contingent. <laughs> <laughs> and you have to read that. I mean, but that's normal. I That's normal, and maybe it's different from – uh, you know, a typical work, in, like I don't know, typical is the wrong word. From the work that I did in high school, like we said, where it was side jobs, and I'm raking leaves, and I'm you know helping somebody do this and that, and I'm maybe getting paid under the table or like a check once in a while, but not really like a a taxes taken out kind of thing. Right. Um, where, you know, I'm again, I'm not a lawyer, I'm not a you know expert on this, but if I Am out. If, if I'm out sick and call you and say I'm sick and I'm not sick, there's a lot of jobs where that's fireable offense on the first yeah. time.
1: Now, with students, I think like I'm. Ba- I base my policies off of a student employment handbook from a previous institution, hmm. um, and I do try to give them like because I see this as a as a skill building opportunity, experience building. Like this is what happens in the real world. Um, and so I, I feel like a few warnings is fine um, first, for absences. Now, there are probably some things that I could be like, no, you're out, you know, that was really egregious. Or whatever.
2: Well, lying and stealing are, are pretty well yeah. valuable, aren't they? <laughs> yeah, or pretty, like if you were to go words.
1: off on a writer during a session and say something completely inappropriate. I mean, like, you don't have the personality that it takes to work here.
2: <laughs> Probably should not have applied for this job.
1: Right? Uh, or yeah. Somebody else.
2: Uh, effective, effective team uh, functioning in a team is is usually one of those skill requirements on the job description. Yeah. Yes. In, in a lot of real world jobs, even for IT. Even for IT, yeah, that's like there's been two people, um, no, I'm sorry, one, one of our people was let go for theft and the other one, it was part of the, the reason that they were able to paper trail and give warnings and give written feedback and everything and finally let him go was because of, yeah, inability to work on a team and yeah. in, in, inability to t- take coaching to build that skill. Right.
1: I just got an email from the payroll office. So this is something else that like they are not very good at which you would think they would be. The students don't always remember to uh, put in their hours. Yeah, it's it's an electronic system here. I go through now I can go through I can I can kick it back to them and say this isn't right or if it's in progress. I can just approve it as is, or I can go back in and change it, but I'm not going to do that. You know what I mean? I'm like, you should be able to log your hours like an adult.
0: Mm-hmm. So there
1: have been a few times when people are like, well, I didn't get my timesheet in. And I'm like, well, there's a way to put it in like, you know, like retroactively or whatever it kind of shows you didn't do it. Right. And I'm like, but that's not my problem.
0: Right. I mean, this is, I think worth pointing out that, you know, if you're working at, you know in and out has been our example so far here If you're working in and out you work the hours you work you want more money you work more hours you don't need to if, work
2: if your boss says so like you right like right you don't always make the schedule right but you have to have a good relationship with that that shift manager to, to get on schedule
0: right so so you work well you want more money you work more hours assuming that you know you can swing it that's not the way my money worked in college I was given I think it was a Pell Grant something federal and yeah. so my work study was subsidized 50% from, I think the federal government, I don't really remember, but whatever, mm-hmm. uh, there's only so much money in that. So if right. I work I a say- ton of hours, I'm going to burn through my work study money and eventually it's going to come to the point
2: where my boss- Yeah, yeah. and we win. do have, I, I, I'm, I see what you're saying. And we do have a program through department of rehab, um, which, Will work for students with disabilities, 504 plans, um, IEP plans, and get them a, a job 100% paid by some government, state or federal. And that money will run out, and they're only allowed whatever it is 50 hours per year, or 50 hours per semester, or something. And so once they do that, and that's usually working at, uh, you know, Kohl's reshelving the clothing or something like that, right? Yeah. Right. And
0: then once my money's out, um, usually what happens is that the budget is kind of set and if I'm just if I'm not making appointments to go for papers like mm-hmm. Melody's students are but I'm just photocopying stuff for the interlibrary loan um, I'm they'll ask me not to show up anymore or if I do it's not billable hours anymore <laughs> like they can't pay me their budget is already you know they've allocated the money to pay me and if I work was effectively overtime, I just kind of burn through it faster
1: well, and that's another thing. So, like, I know, I, I know how much money they've been allocated for each semester. And so mm-hmm. then I have to calculate, well, how, how much do they make per hour and how many hours can they work? And I'm, because you're right, once it's gone, it's gone. Like, their, their position is just automatically terminated. Like, you're just like, hey, you've been fired, essentially, is what goes on.
2: <laughs> your contract yeah. is finished, yeah. yeah.
1: Right,
0: right, because part of your contract in this case is contingent upon how much money you're you're getting paid through right. from the state or federal.
1: So I try to be really conservative, especially in the fall semester. And I, I usually, t- I'm like, okay, like the math says that you can work 12, but I'm going to have you work about 10 hours a week. And then I'm like, we can always bump those hours up in the spring. And a lot of my students right now are first semester freshmen. And so that's not a bad move because mm-hmm. then they can kind of adjust a little bit. Um, but I'm, I'm always conservative, but I do try to take them as close to that full amount as possible, right? Like right. I want them to use as much of that money as they want to. Now, some people are like, well, I have all this and I can work up to 10 hours, but I really only want to work four. That's fine. I mean, right. I don't care. <laughs> you are yeah.
0: leaving money on the table. Like yes. You're not going to go through all of your work study allocated funds. If that, that's if, cool, then that's cool. Yeah. If, if, and if
1: they know that they can't do more... Yeah. Then,
0: then that's the right hours,
2: choice. You, is there rules on your work study money about overtime? Cause right. Overtime is anything more than 40 hours in a week or anything more than eight hours in a day. Right. Yeah.
1: Um,
2: I think why I, is the work study person working nine hours in a day? That's weird. I, yeah, I mean, it's
1: not that I know of, but only because the most that people work is like four hours a day. Mm-hmm. And like, wait, like that's the top. And no one's right. ever going over forty hours a week because no one has that much money. I,
0: I don't know for sure, but I suspect that your student work hours are meant to be part time.
1: They are so twenty. So twenty
0: hours a week. So you really got to work.
1: But I <laughs> actually 40. the most that I have right now, the largest amount is like twelve hours. Is the most that anybody has been awarded based yeah, on our what, hourly wage.
2: And that's what tricked me all the time was that the. the over eight hours in a single day is still overtime. That ninth hour is overtime pay. Yeah. So if you can well, get overtime on a, on a part-time job, you could still get overtime. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So
1: I don't know anything about that, but I don't know. And the, also they have this new thing, and I don't know if it's a state thing or this university thing, but they're also now comparing students' like timesheets to their um, class schedule. Because they uh, cannot work during a time the that class. they're enrolled yep. in a class. Yeah, that's yeah. Yeah. And so sometimes they're like, Oh, well, I forgot to put in that hour, and I'm like, You can put it somewhere in this timesheet, but do not put it for a time that you're in class, or we will be flagged and get in trouble.
0: Mm. Yeah. Yep. 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 So like
1: and I understand that, like, you know, they don't obviously don't want students to have to choose between a job or attending class, like the, the they're supposed to work together.
2: I, I can give it, well, I can't anymore, but when I was a classroom teacher, I could give a timesheet for extra duty if it was past my duty day, which ended at 15 minutes after the students left or something like that. So if I was at a training till five o'clock, mm-hmm. I could put an hour and a half or whatever. Um, but yeah, you can't, they would, they would basically check and make yeah. sure that the, the event I said I was at didn't happen at two o'clock. When I'm already getting paid, right, right,
1: yeah. So there's just some of that, um, but yeah. So those are some of the issues that have been coming up in terms of, and so I've been trying to open up the writing centers for um, more majors to apply because you know writing happens in more than English classes, um, but not not all of those majors necessarily know what happens in a writing center. So I have to be very explicit about what we do, what the expectations are. I have a handbook that they have to read through um, mm. like in terms of like, Hey, here's what, here's what you do on a daily basis. Here's some of like your weekly expectations. We also have a staff meeting. I pay for them to come to the staff meeting.
0: Oh, available um, hours. Nice.
1: Yeah. Um, and then I'm actually and part of it is they had to do a little bit of preparation. Um, so yeah, I also pay that. So
0: Says remind me that, the majority of work that I actually did in undergraduate uh, was in a lab, in a research lab, mm. which works differently in that I only really get paid in the summer, when and, and it's based, it's just a stipend. Uh, but in the research lab, for me, and I think for for many um, for many students, it's sort of a, you just you show up pretty regularly, you work on the stuff, it's a little loose because that's how research labs tend to, to yeah. work. Uh, and then in the semester, I'd work on them as well, but the pace was much slower because, you know, I had class, although you could often find me in the research lab where I worked. Uh, but that wasn't paid. Yeah. That was just, you know, stuff that I did or maybe would have been counted as, sometimes you can get those count, counted as an undergraduate research class. Mm-hmm. So you get credit hours for it. You know, but but both of those situations are much less stringent in yeah. terms of the requirements like
1: well, I'm sure there are places on campus. Um, where, so students can work lots of different places on campus uh, like they can work in the dining hall. They can work in the library. They can be like a lab sort of assistant we have for the English department. We have a, a little desk that people can check in with and they kind of direct them to, you know, like where so-and-so's office. So we have like a desk worker, we have a computer lab, like who sits in there and make sure people aren't doing weird things. You know, so there's all kinds of stuff and th- those are a little different. Like if the desk worker doesn't show up to the English department, there's still other people there who could help someone, right, mm-hmm. and so the, the responsibility is just a little different and I just make, have to make sure that the students that I hire are very aware of
0: that. Yeah, and, and that's fair. Though I will uh, also point out that even if you're working at, say, the library, if you just fail to show up, then that's still a problem.
1: That's yeah, not cool, man.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's, 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 yeah.
1: Yeah, because that means someone else has to cover like your area or do what you were supposed to be doing or whatever.
0: Right. Um, yeah. And, and yeah. so we've There's had, yeah. sorry, this, go ahead, Drew.
2: Well, this is just those, those, um, social emotional skills that, um, uh, that employers are looking for where you have empathy for your team and you have a, like some, like, and it's, I mean, I don't know, it's difficult in it when you know, it's a temporary employment situation as a worker, you're like, well, this is temporary or this is helping me get through school. And I'm, you know, so, but you still have to build a little bit of a relationship with your team and your boss and your, you know, coworkers or whatever, and have some ownership over like, just just don't flake like write text <laughs> say, like send a message and say i'm ill i'm not making it whatever so that somebody can try and cover or cancel or whatever
0: right and and to be sort of make it one of one of your priorities is so uh melody you know our library director mm-hmm. uh, uh i don't know if you were actually around for that uh drew for episode nine is when we talked with my library director yeah, and
2: I so. no i think i missed that one
0: yeah uh two years ago uh but she had to like she had to let go fire a student worker uh i think or there was looking like she was going to have to because they just would not show up
1: yeah i mean you got to be there
0: and you know as you say like there are more people there weren't much smaller than having 10 library workers still like someone can cover if it's once or pretty rare for it to happen but if it's pretty chronic it's like no
1: and that's gonna be it's a pattern right like everybody's allowed to be sick I have students who are like hey I I couldn't get into the doctor any other time but like two weeks from now at, at the time I'm supposed to work I'm like that's cool I can see if someone can cover you if not we can take you off the schedule like that kind of stuff I'm totally flexible about yeah. It's like this the, the flaking that I can't take.
2: Yeah, with no no warning, no notice. I think so, like if you work over at, um, uh, I don't know, uh, Panera Bread or something. We're just naming all the brands today. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, uh, no, you know, full disclosure, I don't own any stock. But if you work at a place like that and you're on schedule for, for this week, you can swap shifts, but it's on you to swap shifts. Right. You know, right. and that kind of thing. So, yeah. Um, and I think, you know, what's interesting to me is, like, I was deep into teach several years into teaching when I sat in a meeting with a parent, a student, a vice principal, and I'm used to, you know, my teaching, I had a, a lot of chronically absent students, and so it, it really appeared normal to me. Um, you know, students absent? All right, what can we do to help uh, get the work finished? I don't know. And, and so that was my aim at, at talking at these meetings was like, well, let's talk about the work and how we can get the, the, the uh, curriculum and, and stuff uh, addressed. And the vice principal brought up in, in one of these meetings um, that really illustrated to me, she said to the student and the mom, like, you've been absent, it's December, you've been absent 10 times. That's, uh, that's abnormally high. Um, and if you're that sick that op- often, you need to go to the hospital, right? That's like, like once mm-hmm. a week almost. And I was yeah. like, wow, you, she's right. I hadn't even looked at the numbers or thought about it, but like that's abnormally sick. And we need to get you to the doctor, right? <laughs> Which is, a, she was only being partially facetious. If somebody legitimately is sick 10 days out of three months, they're, they're yeah. sick. They're really, really sick.
0: Right. I mean and if I'm if I'm an employer uh, I may have sympathy for you but I got to also get the job that I'm employing for you done right. at some point I'm going to have to say the you're implication a lovely is lovely person that, yeah. but I can't keep you right. on my payroll because you're well, not doing I, the work I need to have done
2: well I don't know a lot of places if you're sick they they just don't pay you if I I've got sick time that I get paid sick time until I run out and then I get no pay sick time but, but but the thing is, the implication there being with the conversation I was having was it doesn't, you're not, I don't think you're really sick for 10 days. Right. right? Yes. <laughs> and, and that's a different problem and has a different solution. So, let, right. And so as an employer, it's a different situation than a school and a, and a student or a teacher and a student to turn around and say, like, work with me. Let's solve the problem. That's really the problem. Is it attending work or is it ability of work or is it willingness to work? Right, right.
1: And you said something earlier about like, you know, like employers are looking for these like team building, like empathy, blah, 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 all those cool things. And then (laughs) it's kind of hard for students to think about maybe a work study job in that capacity. But I hire tutors not for the semester, but for the whole year, you know? And so if, if they are interested and willing to do the work, they can have, they can use up all of that money and get paid all of that money for the entire year. And honestly, it's better for me if they still have that money to hire them back because then I don't have to train somebody new. Yeah, right. right. And so while they can think of it as a one semester sort of thing, sometimes these turn into more than that. They turn into like, well, I worked there for two or three years. And then what's on your resume? How are you, who's going to write your recommendation letter? This person, right? right? And I don't want to have to say, Well, you know, I was close to firing them several times because they just couldn't get it together, and they flaked out, or they were never really invested in their their work or their teammates, you know, like, I don't know. So, like, while it can seem kind of like a dismissive thing, sometimes these, what seemingly could look like just kind of like, oh, well, I just need a job, can turn into something more than that, and so they shouldn't just toss it.
2: And there, like as I recall, depending on the size of the campus or what programs are there, there was work experience, work study, opportunities in a lot of different fields. I did work-study for um, a semester at, at the University Theater and hung lights for all the, the uh, and ran the light board for um, a couple of stage acts that went through
1: mm-hmm.
2: yeah. and got paid for it, yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, and my, I had work-study as well um, and the only, the first, I only use it the first year And I worked what was, it wasn't exactly a writing center, but it was like an English lab, which was kind of weird because it was actually a computer lab and I hung out in there until people came and needed help with their writing. And then like that was my first semester of college ever. And now I'm directing a writing center. So I'm like, sometimes these little things that don't seem like much of anything can turn into opportunities or, you know, pathways to other things.
0: Entire career.
1: An entire career. I mean, I didn't know it at the time. Don't <laughs> well, mention not. But, you know, like, I don't know. And I actually feel like a, a lot of these jobs are, a lot of them, especially like, like the theater stuff and working at the library, and working in the writing center, you gain so much more than just the paycheck. And so you're also building that resume in terms of your skills section and your experiences and those kinds of things.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Anyway, take it more seriously, yeah. Right, so maybe a little bit of a recap. So there, my recall recollection, which is not indicative of everyone, is that there are at least options for what seems like work at, or is work at high school, but is much more flexible. Uh, Though there is still work in high school, which is legit job contract, when you come in and do work study in college. There's a couple of more constraints. Mm-hmm. One is you have a maximum amount of money for that work study. And so you need to be aware of that. When you run that out, you're probably going to be effectively fired. They, they can't give you any more hours.
1: Well, you're uh,
0: not fired. It's just your contract is ended.
1: Yeah. Okay.
0: Okay. Yes. Yes. You're not fired. Contract I is say over. fired, yes.
1: but like they just terminate. It's like, a, it's like your job has been terminated.
0: Right. Your job is done for now. honorable
2: (laughs) honorable discharge
0: honorable discharge. yes you you are honorably discharged from your job when the money runs out uh, which you should be aware of and other than that it is still a real job with requirements and people that are going to be relying on you and the communication is key in terms of when you legitimately can't make it to letting them know as soon as possible Uh, and Sometimes that can lead to a steady employment. You know, if you're really good at your work-study job, they might decide that they are willing to open up some of their non-work-study money, so full full cost, you know, to keep you on yeah. because you did it really well. And now you're just working, getting getting paid uh, while still going to school. But you do need to be aware of these other constraints that your employer as a, as a work-study uh, employee has on them from that state or federal
2: money that's coming in. Yep. And show up. Just <laughs> this, this, uh, this. Maybe next time we speak about um, um, motivation. Motivation. Yeah, I think it ties it, it ties into this conversation, and and um, yeah.
1: Well, and I I'm okay if. For the most part, I realize that my workers are probably motivated by the paycheck, (laughs) which is fine. You know what I mean? They're like, "Well, I don't want to miss work because then I won't have that extra thirty dollars, and I really need that money." What I mean, whatever gets you there. I mean, ideally, I'd love for them to be motivated to do the work, but sometimes motivation for the paycheck is enough. For me.
2: It is my altruistic love for my mortgage that allows yes. me to work.
1: <laughs> I mean, let's be real—we wouldn't work unless we had to. Those people who say, "Oh, I'd be bored. I don't know what I'd do with myself." Psh!
2: Nah. <laughs> anyway, yeah.
1: <clears throat> I I can find some more hobbies.
0: <laughs> I was independently wealthy.
1: Yeah. I mean Maybe. I could read and do all kinds of things but I too am motivated by
0: the paycheck so I also do like my job.
1: I mean it's okay, right?
0: Most aspects of my job. I mean there are aspects of my job
2: that are that are uh, a burden to well, me. I think that's, that's why we, that's why I want to talk about motivation. It's to sure. speak on those topic you know, those items that are like yeah, okay, this is unpleasant and, and this is more pleasant. There's things I like things I don't like. And now I think the, the millennial hashtag is like, is this adulting? Yes, this is adulting. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I was not I'm millennials
1: millennial. anymore.
2: Well, the, the ones who are hashtagging adulting are millennials. That's uh, <laughs> probably true.
1: That's true. Although I hear my Gen Z people talk about adulting all the time as well.
2: Yeah, it's it's trending. But I think we should talk about motivation and, and what a misnomer and what a, a um, semantically bad word this is. Oh. Near, near meaningless
1: oh okay
0: okay, okay. Right. well yeah. we have somebody Tune who understands. <laughs> we have somebody who understands grammar and what semantics are so we can really dig into that
1: Yeah, you better get
0: your dictionary ready <laughs> oh so. shoot I'm gonna have to do research for the week. <laughs> <laughs> well thanks everybody for listening uh, if you would like to send me a, a note You can reach me on Twitter. I'm at Dr. Hyland, D-O-C-T-O-R-H-Y-L-E-N-D. You can send me suggestions or if there's, uh, just actually heard recently from a listener who said, hey, you should talk to my mentor. And like, we're going to set that up. So that's going to be awesome. If there's somebody you want us to talk to, then hey, reach out. We'll talk to them. Uh, Or send me an email, peter.o.hyland, H-Y-L-E-N-D, (laughs) <laughs> at gmail.com
1: did you forget oh. how to spell your name yeah, sure. i kind, of, kind
0: of got lost at what i was doing there <laughs> he's looking down like
2: how's that what's my email <laughs> so
1: it's
0: like you can see me drew
2: are you on the are you on the snapchat are you on the uh the insta what do you <laughs> i am on instagram but it's mostly pictures of clouds and, and trees and, <laughs> and and what that
1: trees and t- the trees,
0: trees and clouds a picture of my cat can we get yeah. all the,
2: the, all the, all the kids are going to get you on WhatsApp, right? Is that where we're going?
0: I'm not on WhatsApp, so.
2: Okay, well, all right.
0: <laughs> and I'm not on Snapchat, because I figure if I get on Snapchat, everybody who's young has to get off. Yeah, no no.
1: I'm going to let them have that. Yeah.
0: <laughs> sure, <I'm> gonna <laughs> That's can so allow nice. them to have that. That's so kind so of. So open-minded of you, <laughs> so broad. <laughs> well, thanks for listening, everybody. We will see you next week. Bye.
1: Bye. Bye.